0: Yeah, so we are in lesson number 27 tonight in the life of Christ. Uh, this will correspond to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, we are still going through the Sermon on the Mount. We've completed chapter 5. And of course, the Sermon on the Mount is Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Uh, we've really, you know, we've uh, uh, you know, put our, our, our foot down uh, here in this section uh, as uh, Jesus has gone up onto the, the hill uh, right there on the, the northwest side of the, the Sea of Galilee, and he's giving what some refer to as disciple orientation. Right? He's telling He's got all his disciples around him. He's given them uh, his, these instructions on how to be one of his followers, his disciples. And we've spent quite a bit of time going through chapter 5, and now we're turning our attentions to uh, chapter 6. But again, just to sort of review where we were on Sunday morning... Uh, We talked about how Jesus was instructing uh, them how to treat others. And again, uh, he has sort of this formula uh, during um, Matthew chapter 5 where he would begin by saying, You have heard that it was said from the the ancients or from the people of old, but then I tell you this. And so we uh, we first noticed uh, he said that uh, you have heard that it was said, don't make false vows, uh, but I say make no oath at all. And again, the the emphasis that we were trying to learn was uh, Jesus said, you know, let your yes be yes and your no mean no. You know, as as a Christian, um, we should never have to make a vow or an oath or a promise because, you know, our word should mean something. Uh, when, when we are talking with other Christians or with people outside of the church, again, our word should mean something and we should never have to, you know, make a vow or a promise that we're going to do something because our word is is good. And then Jesus went on to say, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth. But I say you say to you, don't resist an evil person. And then he gave us you know, some of those uh, different uh, examples. You know, he says, if someone slapped you on, on your cheek, you know, give him your other cheek. Uh, if someone sue you, sues you and takes your shirt, give him your coat as well. Uh, whoever tells you to go a mile, go with him two miles. And then he also said, be ready to give without charging interest or expect to get anything back. Uh, again, uh, you know, emphasizing that the Christian life is different. It's, it, it, it's looking out for um, others other than yourselves. Uh, and then the final one he said was, You heard it was said, love your neighbor and, and hate your enemies, but I say to you, love your enemies. And again, we, we emphasize that uh, a lot of people have said that, you know, this might be the hardest verse in the Sermon on the Mount to comply with. To love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, but again, to be a disciple of Christ is to be different. And, you know, that implies in that verse that Jesus said, uh, pray for your enemies, that implies that we have enemies. Uh, We're not going to always make everyone happy in this life. And so um, there are going to be people who are going to be oppositions to us. And but Jesus, again, says, pray for them. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, he he um, he ended that section by uh, Matthew Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Uh, And I'm going to be preaching on this Sunday evening, so uh, hopefully that'll be a little bit of a teaser for you to uh, come out Sunday evening. Uh, This verse that says, Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. You know, all of those things that he just said are rolled up into that one verse. Therefore, because of these things, you are to be perfect. You are to be uh, spiritually complete and mature as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so... That ends uh, chapter five. Tonight we'll move into chapter six. Again, uh, this curriculum has slowed down a little bit. We're only going to look at the first four verses here in Matthew chapter six. And uh, let me just ask you before we jump into those verses: um, We all like to be praised, do we not? Uh, is there anyone here that likes to be put down? I don't think so, right? We we all like compliments. We all like to be praised. Uh, you know, studies have shown that we, we respond well to compliments, right? Um, you know, if our boss gives us a compliment, uh, you know, we, are tend, we will tend to want to work harder for him. You know, I can remember, you know, the first job I had out of college. And, uh, you know, within three or four months uh, of it, my, you know, my boss brought me in into his office. And, you know, he said, you know, I think you're doing a good job. And he rewarded me with, you know, a gift card to somewhere to go out to eat. And, you know, that impressed me. You know, that made me want to, you know, work harder for him uh, for uh, for giving me that compliment. Again, uh, not only when bosses give us compliments, it helps improve our work ethic. But, you know, when our spouses uh, compliment us, again, that, uh, you know, improves that relationship. And so we respond well to compliments. Well, that's the thing. And as we move into um, Matthew chapter 6, God. Uh, Jesus is going to talk and warn us about practicing our righteousness before others. Uh, Let's go ahead and read those, because maybe maybe these verses will mean a little bit more if we read them, and then we'll discuss them. Again, Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 1, Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father, who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving will be in secret, and your father will. Who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So Jesus tells us there in that first verse: Beware of practicing your righteousness before men. Does he want us to uh, receive compliments, or is he, uh, or does he not want us to receive compliments? You just kind of think about that. Maybe not answer that question, but. Uh, Jesus is going to uh, deal with here in that verse, verse one right there of, you know, again, the, 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 the leaders of the day, the, the Pharisees, uh, or as Jesus refers to them often in Scripture as hypocrites. Uh, they practice their righteousness before men. Right? That's what uh, Jesus gets on to them uh, throughout all of Scripture is, is uh, Doing this before men. Well, remember a few weeks ago, we, we looked in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, uh, where Jesus tells us to let our light shine. You remember that? Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Then he says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So Jesus says here in chapter five, verse sixteen, that we need to let our light shine, so that uh, others may see our good works and glorify our God in heaven. But here in verse or chapter six, verse one, he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. So, you know, do we have a contradiction here? With Jesus' teaching? No. Uh, In one instance, he's telling us, let our light shine before men. Uh, Let others see our good works so that we can glorify God. Uh, Here in chapter 6, he's talking about uh, not showing off, not um, uh, bragging, if you will, uh, doing works to be seen by others. And so... Uh, That's the attitude Jesus is going to be condemning here in these first four verses of chapter six. And this is going to be the theme through the next couple of chapters. Uh, Tonight he's going to talk about uh, not showing uh, this attitude uh, in giving. And then the next class in the next section of Scripture, verses 5 through 15, he's going to focus his attention on praying and not showing this attitude through praying. And then. And then finally, verses 16 through 18, he's going to turn his attention to fasting. And so really there's these uh, three acts of righteousness that the Pharisees were so well at doing, uh, again, outwardly uh, to the people, uh, showing just how righteous they are by their giving and their prayers and their fasting. And Jesus, again, is going to... uh, Tried to help his disciples understand that it's not about uh, those outward things, but it's the inward uh, man that we need to be um, concerned with. So again, uh, chapter six, uh, verse one, again, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father who is in heaven. So, you know, the, the context here is uh, giving, giving to the poor, uh, did Jesus not say that the poor will always be with us in this life? Yes, and, and especially in this culture that Jesus is living in and teaching in, you know, this, there were a lot more, you know, we don't understand uh, poverty like they would have been going through. And, and also keep in mind that the context that we're, we're speaking about, we're not talking about, you know, the command to give on the first day of the week. Uh, you know the contribution. Uh, that's not what Jesus has in mind here, but I think a lot of the principles that we're going to talk about tonight uh, we still apply into our you know our giving, as in our worship to God, giving. But Jesus here again in the context, he's referring to uh, to giving to the poor, or they would have called this giving of alms, and uh, this was something that uh, does it not look like. Uh, It was expected of them to do this. Uh, In verse 2, when Jesus said, so when you give to the poor, you know, it it sounds like this was something that, you know, was expected of them to do. And so, you know, picture this scene. Uh, You you notice somebody uh, is in need, you know, sitting on the street corner and you stop to give to him. But before you do, you know, you get everyone's attention in the area and say, Look, I'm about to give you know this man such and such uh, amount of money. Look how generous I am. Right? That, 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 to us that might look or sound pretty astonishing, right? But uh, uh, the Pharisees would have done something like this. Uh, how do we? How can we relate that into today's culture? You know, how do people practice their righteousness before men today? Can you think of any? okay <laughs> is there anything wrong with that and I guess in Jesus is saying uh, for us to want to, excuse me, to be noticed by men, right? If if that's our intentions, if that's what's in our heart, uh, you know, that's what Jesus is condemning here. Uh, Does anyone else, can anyone else think of, you know, how today people go about showing their righteousness before men? should reflect who we are. Okay. We see someone needs something, we walk up to them, but we kind of uh I guess stumble around or hang around a little bit to make sure everybody can see us. we did for You know, we kind of want to be seen doing that, so we kind of don't just kind of pass off and keep on moving. It's you'll be standing here a couple of minutes and hangs or something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of different ways uh, that we see um you know men trying to uh you know, promote themselves. Uh, they're giving that such a way. Uh, some of the w- things that I thought about, you know, especially in the day and age we live in, in the social media age, uh, you know, people will post things uh, not uh, for, you know, t- for likes or retweets or, uh, or whatever. You know, they, they might have a good work that they have done uh, and they go ahead and post that on the social media and say, you know, look what I've done. You know, look what... Great things I have done. And maybe, you know, again, what's the intention of the per- person's heart? Are they uh, trying to impress others by posting these things? Or uh, is it, you know, just the, or is it the opposite? And, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to, you know, promote that good work. If you're, you're familiar with GoFundMe, right? Uh, sort of the, the new wave of, you know, helping to donate in certain different projects and, you know, I've done this once uh, where I've donated, you know, through a GoFundMe website. And I know that when you do that, you have the option of, of doing it uh, anonymously or, you know, your name will be listed there. Uh, again, that, that's one of the things that uh, came to my mind was, you know, if you're, uh, you know, when I did that, you know, in my, my conscience said that, you know, I, I need to do this anonymously. You know, I don't want to let people see, you know, how much I donated uh, towards that and uh, maybe give off the appearance that I was trying to say that, you know, maybe I was better than someone because of how much I donated towards that. Uh, You know, modern day politicians are great at this, right? They they hire uh, publicists, uh, people who will uh, make sure that they get in every newspaper uh, for every charitable event. Again, Not necessarily because they uh, are in favor of the charity, but they they want to get their name out there. They want to uh, look like they are doing. Photo op. Sorry? It's a photo op. Photo op, okay, yeah. Yeah, and so again, those are some of the things that I thought of. Do you remember back? Oh, this is back in 1997. uh, Ted Turner. Are uh, you you're familiar who Ted Turner is? You know, a uh, billionaire, uh, very uh, wealthy individual. Uh, in 1997, he um, decided to give, I guess it was close to a third of his uh, wealth, which was right around a billion dollars uh, uh, or a little over that, to uh, the United Nations. And this was a big uh, deal. And when you think about it, on one hand, you know, th- uh, he wasn't giving it to, you know, to... Uh, promote his TV station or to you know build a better luxurious you know box office uh, at you know his baseball team's um, field or anything like that but he was giving it to the United Nations to help with you know the poor of the world to help uh, purchase you know food and uh, uh, and shelter and that type of thing but where he took a little bit of a hit from uh, from everyone uh, if you remember this was that you know he went on Larry King right before it happened and you know told the whole world what he was doing he announced it uh, before uh, you know all of these uh, people who were in tuxedos with reporters and cameras and everything again what were the intentions of his heart when he did that you know i don't know we don't know uh, obviously only god knows those things but uh, you know to a lot of people it looked like that he was trying to Uh, Practice his righteousness uh, before men Verse 2 So when you give to the poor Do not sound a trumpet before you As the hypocrites do in the synagogues And in the streets uh, So that they may be honored by men Truly I say to you They have their reward in full Uh, Do not sound a trumpet before you Do, Do you think he's speaking literal or figurative? Yeah, we might say, uh, "Don't toot our own horns." Uh, you know, that's kind of uh, the way we would say that today. Uh, but there are also uh, there are also some commentators who believe that there might be a literal aspect to this because uh, you know when you go into the the temple court and into the court of the court of women, uh, there within that court is these thirteen um, you know the, the, I don't want to call them vases, but they they sort of look like Uh, these trumpet-shaped chests, uh, 13 of them, and that's where you would go and you put your alms into it. And, you know, again, they're kind of shaped where there's like a long, thin, narrow uh, neck on it, and so that prevents the thieves from getting their hands in there and getting uh, the coinage. But, you know, what happens when you, you know, and again, this is not a society that has paper money or electronic debits and credits and that type, so you bring your coins what, what happens when you drop your coins into those things? Yeah, there's a sound that's made. And so uh, the more coins you're dropping in, the louder the sound. The more sound it's going to make, the more attention uh, you're going to bring. And so maybe that's what Jesus has in reference here when he's, when he's uh, saying this. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you. You know, uh, you know uh, making a big deal about how much... Uh, coinage that you're putting into uh, the, the temple treasury. But either way, the, the point that Jesus is making is clear uh, to do things for the wrong reason or to be seen. He says, you know, what reward will you receive? He says, you've already received your reward. You know, that's recognition before men. You know, the, the applause that they uh, give you, that's going to be your reward. And that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get anything from uh, heaven uh, because, of course, God disapproves of this type of giving. Um, Verses three and four again. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you Uh, again. uh, Give your Excuse me. Give your alms uh, get to the uh, quietly, discreetly. Again, uh, you know, picture again this scene. You know, you're passing somebody, some, you're passing by someone in need, and your right hand reaches, you know, into your pocket and gives to the one who's in need. Uh, but you know, again, your left hand doesn't know anything about that. Uh, you know, is that physically possible? I don't think it is. I think, you know, Jesus is sort of, you know, using, uh, you know, again, figurative, exaggerated language to say, you know, when you give to someone, you know, give it with your right hand. Your left hand doesn't know anything about it. Uh, It should be instinctive when you're giving um, so that, you know, again, you know, your left hand has no idea that your right hand has done that. Uh, We'll we'll kind of touch on what really what he's talking about here uh, in a second. But uh, verse four, uh, so that your giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Uh, You know that word "secret" there. You know we might think, okay, you know we have to give, uh, you know, in secret, uh, as in you know what we think of what that word means. But really, he's just saying uh, we're not attempting to uh, attract any attention uh, when we when we give. Um, again, thinking of some ways today, how that goes on. You know, have have you ever received uh, what we would refer to as being paid forward? You know, have you ever been to a restaurant and somebody before you uh, purchased your meal for you? I've never had that happen for me, but it looked like some heads were nodding. Yes, uh, that someone uh, paid it forward. You have no idea who the individual was. Uh, but they went ahead and said, you know, they'll take care of the the next order. Uh, at preaching school, and now this did happen to me. At preaching school, uh, every year uh, at this uh, at the school, there's an anonymous uh, donor who uh, purchases uh, this software package, uh, the Bible software package called Logos, for every single preaching student, and it is not a uh, cheap uh, software. It's pretty expensive, and you know, I never found out who this man or this woman was. Uh, again, uh, you know, this was someone who practiced—practiced, practiced, excuse me, Matthew chapter six, verse three and four. Uh, and some have even taken this concept even a little bit further. Uh, according to the Mishnah, uh, the, the Jewish handbook, law book, the, the temple had a secret place where a humble Jew could go and give in private. You know, if they didn't want to give out in the open in that court of women and put it into, you know, those those uh, those trumpet-shaped uh, chests, you know, they could go to a secret room somewhere in the temple and give. Uh, I'm not familiar with these, but, you know, when we give, you know, for like on the contribution on a Sunday, you know, we usually have those baskets in the back or some congregations use trays, but there were, I don't know if we've, ever use these in the Lord's Church or if this might be a different practice, but collection bags. Are you familiar with those? Sort of like, it's like a, I guess like a a bag that you can't see into it and maybe it has like a pole and so you walk around and people can put, you know, their hand into the the basket and, you know, drop their contribution in that. Well, by doing that, you know, no one can see uh, what you're doing. Uh, They can't tell if maybe your hand's empty. And you just didn't have anything to give that day. And, but you don't want anyone to know that. Or, uh, you know, but again, the purpose was uh, that you know, you, they are giving in secret. Uh, they are uh, giving in these, uh, in these baskets that are, again, unable to be seen in. Again, again some people have taken that, that verse 4 uh, a little bit to the extreme of giving in secret. But again, it just means that we're not calling attention to our giving. And so see that your giving will be in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will uh, reward you. Some churches have little envelopes where you yeah. put your offering in an envelope and you can seal it and you give it that manner, which makes it somewhat secret. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike mentioned that some congregations provide little envelopes uh, that you can put your you know, cash or check in. And again, so that when you Place that into the the plate or the basket. Uh, again, it's it's kept a little bit more secret, uh, if you will. And so, um, but what do these verses uh, imply about our giving? You know, it's verses three and four: Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Uh, let your giving be in secret. You know, what are these verses implying about the way that we should give? Okay Not to publicize it, yeah, I think there's it's more than just doing it in secret or publicizing it, but it shows that it's something that we should do often. It shows that it's something that we should do quickly it shows it's something that we should do with little contemplation right your your right hand's doing something that your left hand knows nothing about what's going on, you know our giving uh, if our giving is instinctive like that, uh, again, uh, you know, we're not going to have time to think about it because uh, we're just going to do it. Uh, we don't have time to maybe wrestle in our mind, well, you know, what's he going to use it for or, uh, you know, what what's the purpose of it? Maybe I shouldn't, but uh, if our right hand is, uh, you know, handing out the money and our left hand knows nothing about it, you know, it means that... Uh, we're ready to give. We're, we we do it often. We do it quickly. We do it without little uh, contemplation. But again, we are to give. You know that that's that's implied here in, in chapter six, verses one through four. Um, again, maybe Jesus is sh- giving a little bit of exaggerated language. Uh, but um, you know, even notice the Pharisees uh, again, who he refers to as the hypocrites. Uh, they gave. They gave. But. Uh, when they gave, again, they wanted to be uh, out in public. They wanted others to see their giving, to see how righteous they were. Uh, again, Jesus is just focusing in on that we need to have the right motive and attitude when we give. Uh, because uh, we don't want praise from men. Right? The only praise that we want to hear is, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that's the praise uh, that we want to hear. And so, I know we have a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to look at Acts chapter uh, 4 for a moment. Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. And notice what uh, Luke records here. It says, And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him. Was his own, but all things were common property to them. And with great power the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each as any had need. Now, verse uh, verse 36. Now, Joseph, a Levite of Cyperian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which translated means son of encouragement, and who owned a tract of land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Chapter five, verse one. But a man named Ananias with his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself. With his wife's full knowledge and bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So, you know, we've got the early church here. Uh, We see they're sharing. They have all things in common, we're told. Uh, They're voluntarily uh, selling land, uh, helping each other. And we have this first individual, Barnabas, uh, who owned a tract of land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. But then when we get into chapter 5, we see Ananias and Sapphira doing the same thing. But we recall and remember what happens to Ananias and Sapphira, right? Uh, that they were both struck dead for uh, lying to uh, God. And there's a difference between the giving of Barnabas uh, to help the needy and the giving of Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, because they uh, What what's implied here is that they saw Barnabas sell the land, bring the money at the apostles feet and. And. Uh, they said, you know, we want to do that as well. Uh, we, and maybe there was sort of this, uh, you know, showing uh, the, the, their righteousness before men. And so they do the same thing as well. But they hold back some of the money for themselves, give the apostles what they have. And, of course, uh, both of them are struck dead for lying uh, to uh, God in that instance. I know we're quickly, quickly running out of time, but... Uh, to have the righteousness that exceeds that of the Jewish leaders, uh, one has to, again, have the right uh, motives. Um, you remember the uh, the widow uh, in Mark chapter 12, uh, that she gave her two copper coins. She gave uh, all that she had, you know, and Jesus was so impressed by her because, uh, you know, that's what caught Jesus' attention was uh, her dropping in those two uh, copper coins because she gave all that she had. Right? And th- that, again, is you know, the emphasis that uh, Jesus is teaching here. Uh, we will uh, review this on Sunday morning and kind of you know, do some conclu- concluding thoughts and then we'll move into verses 5 through 15 of, uh, of praying, uh, not showing our righteousness before men in prayer. Uh, Thank you.